Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Hills. Well, we've been wading through Genesis, and this is one of those harder places because it has the begats and all those genealogies and generations and all those things. It's, it's hard to kind of pull out something maybe practical, but it is important. I mean, God left this record here so that we can know there's a connection and this is the family group or whatever. And, and Julie, you even mentioned a generational sin, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah is found in, in the Ham's line. And it's like, well, that's possibly through, through, yeah, yeah. through Canaan. And so there could be some, some of the generational sin. So you look at these things, you observe them and you, you know, do our best to try to make some applications. Well, now we are going to verse chapter 11 of Genesis. And this little hunk of scripture is uh, just about, I don't know, 10 verses here, uh, nine verses. And um, this is the Tower of Babel. Now, this is a, it's pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. It's key. It's uh, a little bit, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a big event. And yet we don't talk much about the Tower of Babel. So uh, let's, let me read this passage and let's go back and unpack it because I think this is a really important part of Genesis and, and some of the things that spin out of, of this because this is a little bit garden-like too. This is man kind of listening to evil, if you will, and cooperating with evil. Do you, do you get ready to say something, Ken? I'll get well, you. I just, it, it, here's another example of God gives a command and Yes. People like, no, nope, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to do our own thing. It's exactly right. History repeating itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It says, now the whole earth had one language. I'm Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Now we're going to talk about where that's at in a second. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had a brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top into the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the whole face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see what the, see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they purpose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth. Now, Ken, one of the the things that God wanted from Adam, and then, of course, he restarted this with Noah, and after he wiped out everyone on the face of the earth except Noah and his sons, he said, fill the earth and subdue it. Now, here we see, again, Babel. They're not filling the earth. They are building this... I think a city, but it's in particular a a a tower within that city that represented their power, their own glory, doing their own thing. Uh, tell me what you see in this this uh, tower of Babel. 
Yeah, just they wanted to get a landmark that would be highly visible from quite a distance to say, here's here's the central place, you know, where everybody pay attention to, to this landmark, to this uh, gathering point, and we're all going to consolidate around this instead of spreading out, yeah, multiplying across yeah. the earth. So, so what God really wanted to have happen is that people would would be spread out and dispersed and have their own little little farms or little gardens or little whatever and take care of their families and, and each have their own place. And yet what pe- what man tends to want to do is pack together. We, we still see this to get today. You know, we talk about this population and we're overpopulated and all those things. Well, it's like, you know, some of these people that say these things that live probably in New York or live in, you know, never got out of New York City, they need to drive across this country. There's a, there's a whole bunch of small towns and land, but people don't want to live there because – you know, the, the, they get snow blizzards and they get, you know, <laughs> storms and they get blizzards and, you know, dirt storms and who knows what. It's hard out here. It's hard work. But th- I think God's design and desire, this is my personal opinion, was not that we have these massive cities or one massive city like like Babel, but that we are dispersed and spread, spread around. Uh, is this, you're giving me this look like, have you heard this before or thought of it before? No, no that's... I, You've that's thought, of that, thought before? Yeah. And... Um, and I still think I still think it's true. We still want to gather together in cities and basically these glistening, gleaming cities and say, "Look what we have done." And in that, I don't know. There's something about that that is. I think we need to go back and listen, look at the lesson from Babel because God said, "You know, these guys are going to get full of themselves and they think they're they're uh, they can do anything." And uh, and uh, we need to scramble. So the what he did the first time this happened, this was under Nimrod. And uh, he basically built this tower and this city. I think it's a whole city, not just a tower, but the city was the kind of the, the temple feature of that city, I believe. Um, and by the way, I just watched a program about this, and they found Shinar. They think that they found several places where there are these ziggurats. It's more of a, it's it's about uh, it's a, it's like a, oh, it's more look looks more like what we see in South America. Those uh, Akan. Indian Mayan temples. Mayan temples. Thank you. Mayan. Yeah. Uh, they look a little bit more like that than the Great Pyramids, but they both have the same shape, mm-hmm. but they have the kind of steps leading up to that. Well, what this guy was saying, he believes there were several around, and they found one. Um, it's on the Euphrates River. It's south of Babylon, where we see Babylon today. And uh, um, he said that's probably the place where Shinar is or was, and that's there's a there's a tower or a uh, ruins of one of those ziggurats, and he believes that's the the location. He's seen a lot of them, and he studied them all, and he think, he thinks that's the one where the Tower of Babel was. Do you have any insight at all on on the location of the Tower of Babel, Shinar? No, I don't. Uh, I was just going to make a side comment though that it's kind of interesting that so many cultures uh, have that kind of pattern. I mean, the, the Mayans had that. Um, yes, down in Cambodia, right. yeah. there's a temple like that. That's right, and there's one in China, too. There's some in China. Yeah, India also has the same shape of building. They have these steps going clear to the top, and it's kind of that same same pattern of building. Yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody might argue that it's, well, that's just a common um, structure that would be built if you were going to build a tall tower. But uh, it's also possible, I mean, just the, that they're following the pattern of like, hey, hey, I remember when yes. our ancestors 
built this, you know, I, I went with my grandpa and we saw this. And, yep. and so they just follow that same pattern, even though they spread out through the earth so that you find these in different locations. Right. And I had well, and the pyramids would have come after way after this yeah. tower of Babel. And it's basically the same shape. It's a little bit different, but the same shape. And I hadn't thought about it till just now, but it's interesting that the temple of Israel was only one level, wasn't it? That it wasn't any tower. That's true. And it's like yeah. if God, in contrast, is like, nope, you're not going to build a thing reaching to the heavens. You're just going to yeah, build this, right. and this is because where all I will these be. other places were well, like in the Egyptians, they were they weren't necessarily worship sites. They were they were tombs, right, of the of the pharaohs. However, many of these places, whether it's India, whether it's in, I know I saw one in Nepal that had it's way smaller, but it has the same shape. It's a it was a it was a, a temple to one of their gods. And um, the, the shape is still the same. I think uh, even in China they have their worship sites more than they are tomb sites, in my opinion, or my recollection. So, uh, yeah, you're right. These are these are sp- scattered throughout, and they that's probably the first one was in this uh, in this area in China at the Tower of Babel. Now, before we when this this chapter opens up, it says now the whole earth had one language and the same words. I think that's fascinating, uh, just the way that it said it. You know, had one language, and then and they had the same words. Does your Bible say anything different there? I think it's a fascinating. Yeah, the New American Standard tends to be more literalistic, and it's interesting that they say that the earth was of one lip. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Well, I, I've been in enough different, you know, languages around the world to know that there is definitely – this language barrier has to be breached. In other, you have to cross this barrier somehow. And even even when you do think you you know you have someone that knows English and knows you know Swahili or you know, English and some Indian language, there is still things lost in translation. Yeah. Even even in the English, when you go to you know you can go to Australia and you can go to Great Britain or whatever, and we have different nuances to our English language that we would. There's things lost in translation. You know, we just, our slang is different and everything. So not only did they have the same language, but they had the same lip. In other words, they're probably their slang was the same. Everybody was on the same page with every nuance of the language is what it sounds like to me. Well, that makes sense to me because when you think about your family and you probably have, <clears throat> excuse me, different words that you say that only your family says, okay. you know, and, and so of course that would make sense that they all come from the same family. They're going to have that same style and slang and culture right. and all of that so right. of course they're all going. and when you have that kind of com- communication you know mm-hmm. you can you know even even texting you know mm-hmm. if you get somebody new in your group or something you don't know they really don't understand our culture and so you know you kind of tone it down a little bit on <laughs> on the way you might express something on humor for example well and we find that on staff all the time yeah. because you have certain things that you say different waffle box yeah we have a bucket for this yeah i mean i don't know there's <laughs> yeah. there's several different when, when i talk about a, a financial it's a financial bucket it's not a, a line item or anything it's yeah. a bucket in my mind it's a bucket yeah <laughs> and that bucket's empty or it's full yeah. <laughs> and, and waffle box means that he's changing subjects yes and so whenever we have new, somebody new on staff we have to like you know, it's almost part of your, your the training, uh, yeah. training of coming on that you have to know our, our lingo. That is yeah. really true, isn't it? So, yeah. Hand him a uh, Shan Hill's dictionary. <laughs> they need These to, are yeah. our terms. Yeah. This it's is the, how we roll around here. It's the Galen to yeah. English dictionary. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's so funny. I really never thought about it, but that's really true. Yeah. 
and you know, we've been, we were talking, we've been together, some of us have been, you know, 12, 13 years. And that's, that's like from kindergarten to high school, yeah. graduation. That's a long yeah. time of when you think of it that way. And we have kind of created our own kind of language or whatever, you know, different waffle box or different, you know, you know, that's, that drains my bucket or whatever it is. We may <laughs> have, have these different things that we say. Um, so, but it's interesting to me that God comes down. The one way he did this is to scramble the languages. And they, and by that, then you, I guess you go walking around and find someone that sounds like you. And then mm. you say, you start grouping up and you go different directions. But to me, I still think the fascinating thing about this whole thing is that man wants to get together and build this glistening city and to say, wow, look what we've done. And God wants us to spread out and rely on him and, you know, have our own little small communities or gardens and whatever. And we have this. And so I just think that, um, I don't know. I just feel like even today, I feel like we're missing a little bit. We still have this desire to, to roll to the city. That's where the jobs are. That's why we do it. Right. Mm -hmm. The jobs are in the cities and the bigger locations. And then, you know, and uh, to, to go out to the smaller communities is, is difficult. And so we've seen that dwindling of the smaller towns, even across America because Mm of, different different reasons but anyway i think this is fascinating tower of babel i think god wants us to uh uh to uh, fill the earth and subdue it and and those that are out doing that and braving it as uh is a big part of i think you know fighting against the 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 lure of the big city mentality and uh anyway but the problem is you got to deal with blizzards and so i don't know (laughs) there's a trade-off there I don't know. I went to New York City and the the way that they, you know, their apartments are so, so little and yeah. they pay three times for what it's unbelievable. we pay for yeah. six acres here. So, yeah. yeah, I'll take my blizzard any day. Okay, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Everyone has their own thing they have to work through, I guess. So, well, anyway, there you go. Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11, and uh, a whole lot of just information of history and how God disperses people. And, and uh, I hope that... I hope that you're enjoying this track through Genesis. It's the beginnings. It's how God designed things from right from the beginning. Thanks for joining us.